to another episode of Pierogi Pals. The theme song for the Pierogi Pals podcast is performed by the Ukrainian old-timers, the Pierogi Dance. You can check them out on iTunes now. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Derek. And we're going to tell you about pierogies. Like we always do. (laughs) So on Friday night, we visited the St. Andrew's Ukrainian Orthodox Parish Complex for a pierogi dinner. Or, as we were later corrected, a pierogi dinner. Because apparently pierogies are, you no, Polish. Polish. And Russian, she said. Yeah, so my Ukrainian heritage has been a lie this entire time. Uh, thanks, Grandma. You led me wrong. Just kidding. Love you. Uh, St. Andrew's hosts their pierogi dinners on the first Friday of every month, with the exception of April this year, as it coincides with Good Friday and they're busy doing other good things. So the prices for this pierogi dinner were $15 for adults, $13 for those between the ages of 7 and 12, or over the age of 65, and free for kids under 6 years old. On the menu, pierogi, of course. Two variations this time around, with cottage cheese and potato, as well as cheddar cheese and potato. Moving on down the line, there is kubasa, two different salads, fried fish, because it was a Friday after all, onions, and sour cream. Blech, gross. There was no bacon. There's a distinct lack of bacon. Distinct lack of bacon, yes. Coffee, juice, and water were also available as beverages, and apple crisp, strawberry rhubarb crumble, and rice pudding were the dessert options, and they were made in-house. All the other ones we've gone to, the desserts were kind of... Seemed like they came from a box, but these ones were made by old ladies. Made with tender love and care and cream. And you were allowed to eat as many pierogies as you wanted, but you only had eight assert, like eight at a time. Yes. Max. Which is how I ended up eating 12 pierogies, but had to stop at eight after the first batch. We gathered up our plates, with each of us getting four pierogies of the two varieties. I got only coleslaw, while Kirsten got the coleslaw with their cucumber ranch salad thingy. Yes. The coleslaw was too sour. You see, I don't think it was sour enough. Well, you were wrong. No, you're wrong. Um, the cucumber salad was kind of, it was refreshing, um, but and it had this light ranch sal- sauce on it. It was, it was okay. <laughs> um, the pierogies. I'm going to say pierogies because it's easier for me. The dough was nice and light and fluffy, but the flavor element was kind of lacking, which has been a bit of a theme. The flavor was particularly lacking in the cottage cheese and potato option, but a few of my cottage cheese ones had had some nice tartness to them. But overall, they were a little bit... Bland? Bland, yeah. The cheddar pierogies had more flavor, and I... I liked, I thought they tasted really good when they were combined with the onions. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's because they have to mass produce so many pierogies that they skimp out on cheese, which is why we're not really tasting as much as we normally would with pierogies. Yes, I probably is why. Because Because it is a fundraiser. Yeah, and cheese is expensive. It's also delicious. The kubasa was really good because kubasa is really good. Um, another note on the pierogies was that they were, they were really greasy. It was kind of weird. I mean, 
maybe they were fried in butter, but they didn't really seem like they were fried. It was more like oil than yeah. butter. I don't really know where that came from. You don't know. As we mentioned, there was fish served because this was a Friday. The fish was dry, or at least Kirsten's was. I felt that the batter was too crispy, but the fish itself was fine, so we'll kind of disagree and agree at the same time there. The dessert was by far the best part, and it has been the best dessert, or it was the best dessert of any of the desserts we've had thus far. So I had the rice pudding, which they served with cream, and it would have been maybe a touch too dry if they hadn't had the cream, but the cream really balanced it out. The best part of the entire meal were the raisins. They were delectable. I love raisins cooked in rice pudding because they absorb all the sugar and cream. They were very good. Oh, very good. Very good. The strawberry rhubarb crumble could have used a bit more crumble. I had it because my father has made many a strawberry rhubarb crumble, so I wanted to compare it to his. Uh, this one didn't have the the oat and crumb base to it. It was just the stuff on top. Um, it was also served with cream, which normally I would have had it with something like vanilla ice cream. Uh, this was more of a normal cream it used i think white sugar as opposed to brown which is something that i think i prefer but overall it was still tasty and it's still good and yeah strong strong effort all around high points on the dessert so after we finished eating we had a nice chat with one of the volunteers who was working the front door her name is karen and she's been a volunteer at saint andrews since 1998 and has been a member of their board since 2014 she described herself as Ukrainian Orthodox and proud of it. When she was asked why she volunteers at the dinner, she said, If I don't, then who will? If not me, then who? And if not now, then when? Those are the words she took from the parish leader. And she says that's how she was raised as well. So this is kind of part of her identity. She also said volunteering makes her feel good. And that's why she volunteers in many capacities, aside from her work at St. Andrews, she volunteers with as a first responder with St. John's Ambulance and at Silverskate. There were a couple other ones, but I can't remember all of the places she volunteers. She does a lot of giving back to the community. Yeah. At St. Andrews, she is assistant treasurer. She helps with the work bees making pierogies. And also, she would be really upset that I said pierogies. Um, <laughs> and she volunteers at the pierogi dinners, where she loves... She said that her normal role is cleaning up after people and taking the dishes because that gives her the opportunity to talk to people, and she loves talking to people. But on the day we went, she was working the front door, helping people with takeaway, because a volunteer who normally works the door wasn't there that day. And she says she volunteers as many suppers as she can, and the only ones that she misses really are when she's out of town. Yep. So St. Andrews gets about... 20 volunteers per pierogi supper night and they range from dishwashers to people warming the plates two women standing at the stove making the pierogies which karen said was one of those if you can't handle the heat get out of the kitchen jobs literally literally she said it was too hot for her that's why she doesn't do it so kudos to those ladies for hanging in there when it's really really hot and you're standing in front of boiling water all night there's also people that are preparing the desserts, there's people that are serving, there's cleaners, there's handing out the tickets at the door. It's, it's a big old bunch of people that 
all work together to make the supper come together the way it does. Karen says there is a nucleus of volunteers that generally show up every time, but there's also other people that rotate in and out as needed. So we asked Karen how many people come to the pierogi, to each pierogi dinner, and she said that one time they had just under 400 people. But she said that the general range is between 160 people and 400 people, which is quite the range. But she said that it depends on the roads and other weather, all kinds of things. And she said that when the Oilers were still at Rexall, when they used to play at Rexall, lots of people would stop at the pierogi dinners on the way to the game and load up on pierogies and then go watch the Oilers lose. So on each Friday, there's approximately 7,800, that's 7,800, pierogies made for the supper. They're not made on the Friday, though. They're made at the work bees before. Yes. And then frozen for the Friday. Yes, because it would just be a bridge too far to try and do that many pierogies in one sitting. As Kirsten and I know, pierogies are difficult to make. So I asked Karen how many pierogies they go through at a pierogi dinner. She said that they for that night's pierogi dinner, they had made 7,800 pierogies, but they were unlikely to go through all of them. Um, but don't worry, they still use all of the pierogies. Any pierogies that they don't serve, they freeze and they use to feed the workers who come to the work bee. They also feed the volunteers who work each pierogi dinner. And Karen said that they sh- they all share a meal before they before dinner service starts. Dinner is from five p.m. to seven thirty. We didn't mention that part, but that's good to remember. We also asked Karen why they do pierogi dinners or why they exist, and she said that they're a fundraiser, basically. Um, so the church has a decreasing population, and they're getting fewer donations, so they have to have pierogi dinners in order to keep the place running. Uh, she said that their monthly gas bill is around $1,200 a month just for the gas. So Just for the gas. to sell a lot of pierogies. I mean, that was the winter gas bill, but still, that's a lot of pierogies, even at 15 bucks a plate, which is a good deal. I don't know why I said even, because I ate until I was too full. Kirsten's rolling her eyes at me. In addition to the fundraising aspect, Karen said that they really love it when people keep coming back, including people that have driven for two hours or more because they've checked all the other places and found out that St. Andrews is the best. Before she came to Edmonton, Karen didn't hear of sour cream being used on Perohi. She used to eat it with cream and fried bacon. This must be a common theme in rural Alberta because Dolores, the woman we sat with, told us she used to make pierogies in the same way. She would eat them with fried bacon and onions and then put some cream in to make a sauce. She said that she used to make pierogies until she aged out of the pierogi-making process. Um, And I asked her how these compared, St. Andrew's pierogies compared to her own. And although her answer maybe is a little bit biased, she indicated that hers were slightly better. And I asked where she learned how to make pierogies. And her friend cut in with, she married a Ukrainian. (laughs) So I guess her mother-in-law? I guess so. She also told us that as she got older, she would start buying pierogies from from the store. And she described this amazing sounding pierogi casserole where she would put all the frozen pierogies in a casserole dish, cover it with cream and bacon and onions, and then bake it. 
It sounded really good. We should try that next.、Mm -hmm. Dolores and her friend said that they'd been trying to get to St. Andrews for Pierroje, but the weather and the roads had been bad.、Uh, they used to go all the way out to Chipman, Alberta for Pierroje, but are staying within Edmonton now. Karen was really insistent that we don't call them pierogies and instead call them pierogi. Yes. But I don't think we're quite pronouncing it right. So we asked her to, if we could record her saying it. So here's a clip from Karen on how to say pierogi. So the word is not pierogies as people like to say because that's the Russian or the Polish way of saying the easy way of saying it. It's pierogi, p y r o h y, or where I came from in rural Alberta, we said pierogi, which isn't quite right. I have to roll my r's and say pierogi. There's a baby crying in the background. Gotta love babies. So, overall, how did you like your St. Andrews experience? I think that's a good atmosphere, and that the the people there were, yeah. Overall, I think the atmosphere there was one of the better ones that we've seen. The pierogies were not the best we've had. Although I feel like all the pierogies that we've had have kind of been similar in the fact that they aren't the most intense flavor. Yeah. I think the most intense flavor were our own. Yes. But also the chewiest pierogies were our own. Definitely the chewiest. <laughs> We easily had the worst dough out of all of them. But our combination of onion and bacon and cheddar worked quite well on the flavor front. But I mean, I'm biased, but. Dolores, I agree that St. Andrews did feel like they had a like kind of a community. It was a community gathering. And the dessert was really good. And the so, dessert was really good. I would suggest going there. Yeah, I mean the price easy enough, like fifteen dollars for adults. Well, you didn't pay. It was definitely easy enough. I had all the food I could eat, and I didn't even have to pay. Thanks, Kirsten. So. Do you have a joke for me? I do have a joke for you, as I have every week. Ah,、uh, this is another joke that I've stolen from a famous comedian. It's called. A frog goes into a bank to get a loan, and Kirsten hasn't told this joke before, and myself personally, I have not. I haven't told it. I haven't heard it either. This is true. She has neither heard nor told this joke before. I have not actually told it myself. I have only heard it, and I will now echo it the best I can for all of my listening audience and Kirsten. A frog goes into a bank to get a loan. He wants to open up. A bakery that he is going to use to fill with creations of different monsters that he saw in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him, because he has no original ideas and he's stealing them from that movie. So he goes in and he gets waved forward, and he gets introduced to the attendant, and they, the person who is introducing him says. This is Miss Wack. She will be your attendant, and the frog reaches out his small frog hand and shakes Miss Wack's hand and says, "Nice to meet you, Miss Wack," and she says, "Call me Patty." So he says, "Well, Patty, I'm looking to get a loan," and she says, "Why is that?" Well, my father, Mick Jagger,、uh, wanted to. Become a baker when he was a young man, but ultimately he went down the rock and roll path, and、uh, never 
was able to meet that dream. But one day, he and my mother, who is a frog, um, had me, and I have been attempting to live out that dream of his vicariously ever since. And Miss Wack nodded and said, okay, well, how much are you looking for? And he said, I'm looking for about $100,000. And she said, okay, well, what do you have for collateral? Well, he said, well, Patty, I don't have much, but I do have this. And he pulled out a small green plastic hippopotamus and he gave that to her. And Patty took a look at it and she says, what is that? And he says, well, that's my collateral. And she said, hold on, sir, I'm going to have to go speak to my, my boss about this. So she goes back to her manager, Mr. Anderson, and she hands him the small green plastic hippopotamus. And Mr. Anderson says, what is this? And Patty says, this, this is the collateral that a frog is looking for from a loan. Uh, his father is Mick Jagger and he wants to open a bakery. Do you have any idea what it is? And the Ander and Mr. Anderson says, it's a knickknack, Patty Wack. Give the frog a loan. His old man's a rolling stone. <laughs> la, 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 la